Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Art Things Considered, where we consider art. My name is Matthew Slaza. I'm Sabrina Brago. And I'm Nico Williams. And that may sound weird to you, and the reason it sounds a little weird is because we are missing one of our favorite people here, unfortunately, and that is Isabella. She will be back next week, though, so don't worry. Those of you who are super scared. (laughs) I was, like, waiting for you guys to be sad, and you just were like, yeah, dang right, she's gone. (laughs) There was more excitement here. She's not here. (laughs) No, let's let's pretend we're sad. Yeah, Um, But but she'll be back next week, and, uh, of course, we are a little sad she's not here. But uh, she was kind enough to record a mini update on the Broadway beat for you guys this week. So here is her mini update. Hey guys, it's Isabella with your mini Broadway Beat episode this week. Sorry I couldn't be there with Matt and Nico and Sabrina in person, but I had a jam-packed schedule. Not a lot to talk about this week. What I really wanted to focus on was the Anastasia show that opened up about two weeks ago. It wasn't the actual opening for the show. It was just the preview weekend, and it was the weekend of March 25th or 26th, I believe. And it happened over there a couple of days, and I'm just so, so excited about this show because the reviews for it from the fans and from everyone else have been fantastic. Everyone is loving it so much, and that makes me so happy. Because you guys know I've been talking about it a lot on the show. I've been very excited about this. And it's finally coming into light. They've been posting a bunch on the Instagram page during the uh, first preview night. They had so many behind-the-scenes photos of the set and of the cast just, like, hanging around. There were a couple of photos of, like, the music boxes and the little uh, Romanoff sisters all standing around and dancing and all the male cast in their dressing room. And it's just – it's so crazy. And all the fan reviews from Twitter – have just been nothing but good things to say about the show, and I'm so happy to hear that. I was, you know, not too, too worried about them changing the plot a little, but, you know, it's, it's with changing anything that's already a good story, you get a little nervous, but not with this. It's been so great so far, and I am just, I'm dying to see it in person now, you know. Fingers crossed, next time I go to New York, I can see it, you know, noted. First, I have to get to New York, but when that happens, I am going first thing and I am seeing this show I'm just so so excited that it's doing so well just so far the music has been amazing they said they said the cast was amazing and just the audience I think just fed off of that and they fed off of knowing that this was an amazing story coming into it and then just seeing it be played out in front of them that must have been you know like magic I can only imagine but I've also heard great things that a lot of people were saying about the costumes which is a really huge part seeing how it's taking place in Russia and then they switch over to Paris so I just am so excited about this show the actual show it will be opening up on April 24th so once that happens and a lot of more people are going to be flowing in we'll get a better vibe of how exactly the show will be playing out and They've actually opened up another block of tickets because of how well previews did, which is really impressive. Um, they had actually had sold-out shows, I believe, um, all three days. I actually think, on yeah, on Theater Mania, they said the, the show's potential revenue was, uh, give or take, a, lot, a bit, like about 500000 500, That's about the number I've got. And they had a full packed theater, 100% capacity, and the revenue that they made for the whole weekend was give or take about 629000 That's crazy. Okay, and the weekend it opened up, put on the number 25 spot. 
for the Broadway grosses of the week. So it sounds like this show is well-deserving of making that money, and it sounds like they're giving back to the fans exactly what they said they were going to, which is just so fantastic to see. So, the dilemma. You don't live in New York, and you can't see the show. So how do you listen to the music? How do we get to feel that immersive experience of the show? Well, the good news is that I think about two weeks before previews began, uh, Ramin uh, Karamalu, who you guys, I've mentioned in past podcasts, he's in the show as the new antagonist. He plays Gleb, the new uh, Russian-Soviet uh, character who replaced Rasputin from the animated feature. And he announced on Instagram, I follow him on Instagram, and they also put it on the Anastasia Broadway Instagram page, which i going to put this in here real quick. I really recommend going and following the page if you really want to like actively keep up with the show or at least just know what's happening in it. They do a really good job showing behind-the-scenes stuff, like I mentioned earlier. So I'm, I'm hyping up that up for a second. But he announced on Instagram that the cast album is being released in June and you can start pre-ordering it now. Now, I'm not going to pre-order it quite yet just because... I have faith in Ramin because I, as some many of you know, I adore him. Uh, he's been in he's been in Phantom. He's been in Les Mis. I love the guy. He's fantastic. But I haven't heard any of the other cast members ever in any shows. So I'm probably going to start looking more into them and seeing what they've done before in the past. And until then, I think I'm going to hold out to listen to the album till it comes out on, say, Spotify or YouTube or whatever else. So until then, we'll have to hang on, or at least I'll have to hang on, you know, for any of you who are also interested in the show. But with that, that is the end of my Broadway Beat mini episode, and I'll hand it back over to Matt. I gotta say, I'm actually pretty excited for that show, so hopefully we get tons of coverage for that for the next uh, probably month or two, I'd say, timeline-wise. But anyway, that's going to move me to the local theater segment, which this week... I was lucky enough to interview two people from the King Lear production being put on by UF. I'm actually kind of excited because uh, the, the thing that's fun about Shakespeare is they tend to put in each production the setting in a different time than Shakespearean because it's just more fun and more modern. Um, and this one, like I, I, from what I heard in the interview, it's uh, I'll leave it for you guys, but it's going to be very interesting. So go ahead and take a listen. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's local theater segment for Art Things Considered. This week, we have two wonderful cast members from the King Lear production that is put on by UF, and that's going to be at the Constance Theater. It's going to be playing April 7th through 15th. You can get tickets at the O'Connell Center if you feel like walking all the way over to the O'Connell Center, or you can go online. I believe they sell them on Ticketmaster with a little bit of a service fee. Otherwise, if you have friends, you can get a group package. That'll save you a little bit of money. But either way, you go see it. You should be excited to see it this week. You guys want to go ahead and introduce yourselves, my wonderful guests? Yeah. Uh, hi, I'm Nick Bublitz. I'm a first-year MFA actor at uh, the School of Theater and Dance. And I'm Johnny Triumph. I am a first-year MFA actor as well from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Wonderful. Thank you guys so much for being here. Um, it's actually hilarious because when I, I found out you were from Wisconsin, <laughs> my sister actually lives in Madison right now. Oh. Which So it's crazy. And I was actually in, I went to see a Brewers game when I went to visit her. That so must have been just terrible. Like, that must have. Yeah, <laughs> the stadium's dope, but it, they're the Brewers, not so good right now. <laughs> the Brewers were not so good. I'm, yeah. I'm from Chicago. Uh, so me and Johnny are both Midwesterners. Yeah. We bond a lot over that. <laughs> a lot of hard A's and moms and all that fun stuff big yeah 
Oh my god! Can you get a, a lot big? of good, a lot of good <laughs> greasy food from the Midwest. I mean, cheese curds, man. I gotta oh, tell you. Oh man. Yeah. Any any type of cheese. That's <sighs> too true. I mean, honestly, like the only reason I want to live in Wisconsin is because milk is so cheap there. Cheese I'm is so saying, cheap there. I came have here. You had to buy milk here. I have, and I was depressed when I first came here. I was like, it's a whole dollar more. It's, it's but even also, more. Sometimes, but liquor yeah. is cheaper. Well, that you know, so, silver you know, lining. Think, yeah, exactly. It kind of balances itself out. Yeah, depends on where you go, though. Walmart. It's warmer here, and yeah, the, the liquor is cheaper, so it balances out. You got one thing going for you: yeah. warmth and liquor. Warmth I guess those liquor. go together. You can always warm yeah. up. They always, That's why we drink so much. <laughs> oh my god! Anyway, uh, the Lear process. I know this is a, a a pretty famous Shakespeare show, and I'm always curious how people go about when they get cast in something that's been done so many times. One, how did you go about keeping your performance fresh and original? But two, how did you go about balancing the weight that comes with doing such a major show? Well, I know um, for the both of us, uh, this is actually our first Shakespeare production. Uh, so it's, it's something very new to us, mm-hmm. which in a way it allows us to be a bit more organic with the process because we don't know how, you know, necessarily like Shakespeare has been done before. So we're kind of immediately bringing our personal, you know, a take on it, our own personal technique and tool to it. But we also understand the fundamentals of Shakespeare at this point. We're actually currently in a Shakespeare class that teaches us like what you need to do with the punctuation, uh, where you need to take a, a right, the, the perfect breath or how to <laughs> properly color the words yeah, to sustain about, the consonants and stuff like that. Yeah, it's all about turning it's all about turning the rehearsal into the practice and keeping that with us from, you know, now until we die. Um, so um, and it's really it's really interesting because we have we have um, uh, our director. And then we have our uh, Shakespeare teacher, who are two different people that teach and uh, that educate in two different ways. Um, so it's kind of an interesting mm. process to kind of go from the class to the rehearsal room, and and just really kind of get a fully fleshed experience. Um, I know for you know, like Johnny just said, we are, this is our first time doing it, um, Shakespeare, and um, it was a very interesting experience. And I'm really excited to see the re- reception, uh, what audiences think of it, because um, it's definitely it's definitely a newer take on. Uh, King Lear, which is one of my favorite Shakespeare plays. I've definitely read Shakespeare before in my undergrad, and mm-hmm. you know I've seen Shakespeare plays. I've just never been a part of it, um, partially because I'm six foot eight and I'm just a big <laughs> presence on stage. So I don't think a lot of people, you know, it's. I mean, I, it'll be it'll be good for me to be in it, um, but I just never saw myself fitting into that world. But um, Dr. J, who's uh, you know our director, uh, she she really she really crafted a world um, that's interesting and fresh and tells King Lear in a newer in a newer style uh, takes place in a very much Dolly inspired 1930s. So there's a Ooh. there's this beautiful a lot of projections, a lot of lighting uh, that's just that's just remarkable. Um, the set is very minimalist. Oh, uh, you got to come see it. It's it's really interesting. Uh, that's for sure. <laughs> I wish I could sit back in the in the in the back row and just watch <laughs> it and be like. Huh, that's interesting. That's always the, I feel like that's always the hardest part when you decide to do a show. You know, it's like, well, do I want to see this show or Or do do I I want to be in it? Yeah. You know, because I've I've been like, I've been either a part of or in a couple shows that I was like, I really wish I could have seen that show. I heard it's really good. (laughs) You know, when people are like, oh, your show was really good. I was like, I wish I'd seen it. You know, it would have been nice. Totally. Yeah. No, um, I I mean, like I said before, King Lear, I've read that. I've, that was one of the first plays I've ever read and i've always i've always enjoyed it so getting to be in my one of my favorite shakespeare production even one of my favorite shakespeare plays uh is really an interesting 
thing for me because I, I would have never, I, I'm play, I play uh, Kent who's uh, the right hand man, uh, King Lear and who disguises himself after his banishment. <laughs> Not going to give it away. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, and I never really saw myself playing that character. So I'm definitely playing someone that I never thought I would play, which is interesting. And it gives me a challenge because I always read for other characters and I was just like, Oh, maybe I could do this. Maybe I could do that. But now that I'm playing from this, from this point of view, I, I, it's just a, it's just a whole new, uh, experience for me and just a really different perspective than I thought I would have. So that's mm-hmm. cool. It's always, a, it's all about the perspective. Absolutely. My, my character, I play uh, the Duke of Cornwall. And if you're familiar with the script, uh, he is a vicious villainous individual, uh, which is, I feel oh, like you also, always get cast as villain. I know yeah. I really do. And, it, and it's, it's crazy too, because p- for people who know me, they know I'm not like a, like a, like an angry, like super, like, tempered person i really just am kind of like calm and kind of do whatever i do but so yeah, Jenny, it's, so, it's Jenny, so jenny's the calmest out of everyone that, that should be a compliment then you know if someone thinks you can master like a personality or a style that's not necessarily compatible with your yourself that means you're acting like you should yeah. take that as a gold star dude I, that's great that, yeah, that, that's star. awesome i hope it comes off as, as vicious as i'm hoping it does oh, uh, it totally does it totally it's does. just like the physicality <laughs> and everything you know i had to to, to change in general because i'm like i usually kind of this yeah, humpback type of thing like this slouching type of thing but uh with him is more so like a powerful booming chest type of presence mm-hmm. you know so uh it's just kind of having that in the physicality as well as in the voice and just like every every little like, small detail and you know facial expression but uh yeah so definitely a challenge yeah. so we're gonna we're gonna see how how vicious i I actually am because yeah, you're going to see through my I, acts as well. It's going to be some crazy stuff. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sitting there watching Johnny be like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, no, it's it's definitely a change for me. And, and, it, and like uh, for me, too, I'm very um, – I talk fast. Uh, like I said, I'm from Chicago. So I'm like I have to get it out. Otherwise, I won't I won't be heard at all. Um, and I'm – you know, I'm just, I'm just – I'm the big presence, but I'm also – I also am – very um not boyish i would say uh like energetic i think i have a youth to me um and that comes that that's completely the opposite of kent who's more he's seen the world he's you know he has the age to him um and he has the wisdom and you just root yourself like a tree and you stake you take the power and it's i think the first time i'm I'm really in this program have been taking advantage of that uh, ability to kind of just plant and just really be strong and it doesn't have to be with the words i say it could be with the actions that i do and um i I feel like that's that's giving me so much to work with and it's teaching me a lot as, as much as it's teaching johnny about you know his stuff too. I mean, it's a really, they're, they're, they're really challenging and, uh, it's a very, very arduous process. Um, because you are working with a language that isn't your own, yeah. our own colloquial yes, language. Absolutely. It's, 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 it's different. And you know, how does that, how does that translate for the audience? How does that translate for us? How does that translate as the whole? And just trying to kind of get that message across. Uh, it's a very, it's a very complex and very interesting, intricate story so just being as effective as you can with your acting with your with the language that you're using with the props that you're using and the and the stage as a whole um and just conveying that story of king lear uh so that's i think that's i mean <laughs> long long story short i mean it's 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 a hard process but i think we've we're all all of us are doing phenomenal so 
That's well. It's good to hear for someone who's going to see the show. I got to yeah, tell you, you like it. <laughs> you guys sold me on. You're like, oh no, you don't understand. Watch this guy, but this guy who's not even me is so good. It's like, oh wow. Well, if everyone's good, I should see the show. You know? Yeah, no, yeah, Absolutely. exactly. Uh, and our yeah, our Lear is phenomenal. He's oh, a second man. year. Yeah, he's a second yeah. year uh, MFA actor. Michael Craig. He's a and he's phenomenal actor. Yeah. Oh, you'll you'll. Ugh. I'm on stage. <laughs> I'm on stage with him, and um, no, I'm, I'm watching him work, and it makes me. It makes me want to be better too. And it mm-hmm. makes me better by being in scenes with him. And I think, I feel like all of the actors on stage, we all kind of have that understanding that we're all working with one another to tell this story. And I think that is the best thing about this production. Um, any production, really, if you're really honed in on everyone and you're focused on telling that story, uh, that's the that's the best thing you can do. And I think that'll convey to the audience uh, a stronger message than, you know, a disjointed one. That's very true. Yeah, that's how. I mean, that's the only way you can really enjoy a show as an audience is if it's cohesive. Yeah. Yeah. You know, even if it's cohesive in terms of pulling you in and out on purpose. Yeah. Exactly. It has to have some sort of feel to it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm really curious. Uh, you two both said that it's very different what you're doing role wise. How did you guys adjust your acting process to become the character? Um. So I know. Um, at the beginning of the process, uh, Dr. J, our, our director, that's what we call her, um, she gave us a series of questions, um, kind of like a character analysis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was, it was very fascinating. You had to break down who you were, um, like a character like me, Duke of Cornwall, like what is my actual name, you know, that the, that the audience doesn't know yet. You know, that that's something for me to know. Um, what what do I think about uh, like what's, what's my favorite food, you know, things like that. Um, wh- like what are my mannerisms? Uh, like, so for an example, something I do constantly is like, I kind of, kind of ball my fist cause I just have that, you know, that fiery personality. So I mm-hmm. kind of ball my fist like subtly every now and then things like that. Um, we all, we all have secrets. Um, one secret, uh, that, you know, people know, maybe not all of the, everyone knows, but like mm-hmm. a certain amount of people know. And then we have like our Uber secret that nobody knows <laughs> that we're not supposed to tell anyone. Right. So I've told one person, Uber secret. <laughs> I did too. Oh it's my God. It was each other. We shared it. No. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's a, it's a really interesting process because, um, <clears throat> when you're doing Shakespeare, you have to take into account that this is a, this is a period in which this was written so we kind of use elements of um of of shakespeare of shakespearean style elizabethan acting uh elizabethan uh plays uh and we're you know most of our stuff is out to the audience and we're talking to the audience because the audience needs to know that and in you know the elizabethan age and time when you know shakespeare was writing that's pretty much who they were too that's who it Mm -hmm. was directed to so it's kind of really about finding the connection with the people on stage while also sharing it to the audience um and i think that was the biggest thing to me because i'm i've done pretty much all contemporary plays i've done i've done short films all that stuff and it's all about who you're on stage with Mm -hmm. um so i think the biggest thing that i'm taking away from it is that this is a different style of doing of being on stage and um you know the we we enter and exit on the calipers which was right on the side of the stage and it's it's really it's really geared towards uh, that specific period, um, while also being different elements of, you know, the director's concept of Dali and all of these different cool projections and everything. So it's, it's taking the old and making it new, uh, which is what is exciting about it. Cause we're really getting an idea. Uh, we're really, uh, this semester, especially for us, we're steeping ourselves in like 
and Shakespeare and and just kind of really kind of immersing ourselves in the world of this and when it was written and you know reading a bunch of different plays and so it's it's definitely it's definitely been like a it's like a it's been like we've been building and today the premiere is is when we kind of see the fruits of our labor yeah I mean when you put so many hours and work and sweat into something it's uh always nice when the payoff comes man yeah yeah. i mean it's 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 one of those things is like um and and johnny and i we've been we've been out a little bit before we came back to get our uh mfa um we've been in films we've done things we've been in plays and usually there's it's a it's a small rehearsal time and you know with films you can you could they could be immortalized forever you know with with theater and with this play i mean once it's done it's done you know it has a beginning a middle and end and you do it for a certain amount of times and you've worked so hard on this and then it's over and i think that really kind of stretches our muscles as actors uh, as any kind of different challenge would like a film or you know web series so on and so forth so this is definitely you know it it has it it has has a beginning which is the first day of rehearsal mm-hmm. and it has a death which is the last day so i think you know we work and we put on like four hours a day for a month and a half maybe two months um you know monday through saturday uh, maybe you know have saturdays off and sundays and we really we really steep ourselves stoop stoop steep is it steep i, mean, I like steep steep yeah, yeah we, we really kind of we drench ourselves and immerse ourselves in that world for you know all of these hours a day while you know having our own course load and while going and shooting short films and doing all that stuff so it's kind of just it's a juggling process yeah like working on any show is uh it's been a while since i've worked on a show mostly because it can take up months of your life, you yes. know? <laughs> and so my issue is like, I've talked about it numerous times on here, but like my background is, is mostly film and TV now, even though I used to be more of a theater person. And it's a different world in terms of film takes up just as much time if you're the crew, right? Mm-hmm, but yeah. if you're acting in it, it's like, all right, we'll do a couple of rehearsals, hopefully it goes well, and then like, y'all better be on, right? you know? And so like for me, the time is, is like what you guys put into a show. You know, but it's so different for me to think because I'm like, oh, I couldn't do a show. That would take over my life. And then I'm like, well, wait a minute. What I do takes over mm-hmm. my life, too. I just had to choose, you yeah. know, because even tacking a show, that's oh. three weeks. No, props Easily. to our, like our stage managers and the, the people that are working the show there. I mean, they're doing such a phenomenal job because this is a, this is a monster of a show. And we're we're doing this in the Constance Theater, which is a pretty big space. So, you know, there's there's set transitions and there's, you know, there's projection, you know, transitions. So you're I mean, this is absolutely like the the behind the set stuff the behind the stage stuff is definitely equally as challenging <laughs> totally 100 percent if not more a little bit um but yeah no i totally uh, I, I, I have mad respect for everyone who can do the behind the stage stuff absolutely it's that's oh, it's, it, I, <laughs> that's a, it's an interesting difference you're talking about too with like the the film and television because like we're working on both of them right now at the same time what what we do in the theater world and crafting this character from uh, you know, from from what from the given circumstances, from the script, and then kind of from scratch and our own personality, and trying mm-hmm. to fuse it all together, um, it's what we kind of hope to achieve with film, but in a shorter process. It's like a condensed version of that. So, like we we have the luxury of having about a month or so to rehearse with mm-hmm. a with a with a character in a play, but a film is like, all right, let me just. It's like the microwave version. It's like, it's like, how, how can I make I like this that. happen? You know. And like so, that. like, once you're in a film, Ooh. you want to be just as genuine and just, uh, just as like, you know, have your technique and tools firing at that same time as as if you were just on stage in front of people. If yeah. you had to do this one time, you only got one time, and after that, it's a memory. You know, yeah, they're they're different sides of the same coin. You yeah. know, it's 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 a it's a it's a 
mastering of a, of a technique. And when you use things, I, I call it the bat belt of acting. It's like, you, you know, like one, one time you need this and the other time you need that. So it's just like blending a, a, a you know, a master mastering a, a set of techniques that you can blend for your own advantage because you know there's a lot of people that come from different places and they're like oh this technique's better this technique's better <laughs> it's it's more or less of a i'll take everything and use it for my best purpose whenever i'm in certain situations and you know when you can do that you know which is what johnny and i are doing i you know then you can start to call yourself a master even without the the MFA behind your name, you know, you, it's, mm -hmm. it's a learning process and a technique. Um, and you know, we're definitely, we're definitely getting this experience, you know, for that purpose. Yeah. And I, I always feel like, uh, anybody can do both. That's just, that says something, you know, like if you can walk on set and I can see you change like that, <laughs> me, that makes you an actor. Like when I was, when we were having auditions for our final films and I saw both of you, I was like, Oh, okay. So they're actors. Like there were people who came in and like, read it with some sort of emotion they thought it had to have or something like that. And like, okay, they're getting there. But like, if I see you change and I see your ticks change just on you choosing how to read a scene for a character, you're an actor. Like you Thank might you. be beginning, that. like you might be learning, like whatever, but you guys like get straight up killed it. And I was like, okay, that's how I know, you know? So that's the thing is, Why didn't is you that's cast what me I like watching. Short film then. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> No, thank um, you, man. We appreciate it. No, no, that's that's you know, and that's why we. I think all of the, um, all, I mean, all of the people of the school of theater and dance, all the actors. Um, I mean, we hear such great things about you guys, which is why we go to you guys and you guys come to us because building that, building that relationship is an important thing because you know right now we're the school of theater and dance. You know, if we were the school of theater, film and dance too, that'd be even cooler. Oh, yeah, man. right. You know, I mean, and and I mean that's obviously not going to happen in the next two <laughs> three years, but. To kind of set that stone, like set those we've stepping been working, stones. We've been working that angle for a long time. And, and not so much that we're like the same school or anything, but more that if there's no relationship between us and theater, like no one's winning. No, you I know? mean, it's, it will, it, and it's not even, it's not even, I, I'm such an advocate of getting yourself into every type of form of what you, like if you like to do something, immerse yourself in it. And I've said immerse like 50 times, so I'll make sure <laughs> I don't say that again. But but get yourself involved and do different things. And, and, and if you can, if we can be the stepping stone to potentially being a school of film, theater, and dance, that would be that would be cool because, you know, we would be setting ourselves apart from every other program. And, you know, because film, b believe it or not, film is a very successful venue when you when you're, you know, an in actor yeah. when you're in it yeah and you know so is theater you know it's one isn't better or worse you know learning everything will always be for your advantage than anything else so i mean hey here's to hoping yeah right yeah and it's always funny because uh I, I know some people are primarily film or tv and i know some people are primarily theater actors and and i always find it interesting because some of my friends who i know are, are film and tv actors are shocked at the amount of time that goes into theater oh yeah but then there are the friends that I have that are theater actors that I see freeze trying to figure out how the heck to form this character in a week sometimes. And mm -hmm. I'm like, it's not as easy as you think. Like the other side of the coin is never going to be easy to do. Yeah. But if you know both, not only can you go like, oh, I got to fill in for this role in theater. Like they need to cast someone in four days. I had to do a film last minute so I know how to form a character like they all help each other yeah it's acting for a reason just like like film is is making art just because it's making art in a different form doesn't mean it's like any better or worse than theater and so I always talk to people because I love both 
Yeah. So I'm always the ambassador for my friends. And it's like, no, you don't understand. Like, I have friends who don't want to go see theater because they're like film buffs. And I'm like, I'll go see the show. And I'll show them like Putnam or I'll show them like more of a dramatic, like whatever fits for them. Putnam and all of a sudden, yeah, right. Putnam, Putnam was, was amazing. Yeah. Um, but I'll show them something that like they didn't think could be done in that realm. And then it's like, okay, so theater is not just like Shakespeare. Theater is not just like Hamilton. Theater is theater like it's open and right. just as open as tv and film Absolutely. to different interpretations yeah and a lot of good theater um you you see that the storyline is so compelling and so amazing that they actually end up becoming films like they you, you see and vice fences, versa yeah. yeah you see films Absolutely. and you theater. gotta you gotta take i mean you gotta take into consideration too like theater was the film venue for when there wasn't film exactly. like like without theater we wouldn't have what we have now and theater is still growing into a into something new and unique and that's that's been the the the, the path that it's taken for 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 the last what thousand years like uh, how many years <laughs> like lots of them like we've we've been we've been the th- the theater has been evolving since you know the greeks and we're, we're constantly yeah. now you know now we're starting to build and do more things and you know we have the responsibility of taking that into the future as a, as, as artists and creators and all that stuff just as much as we do with film um you know so I, for people that people that kind of have that attitude like oh i don't i don't like film i don't like theater or you know vice versa i don't think anyone has ever said i don't like film um but <laughs> if i don't i don't like theater you know like you have to check yourself you'd be like this is Theater came before film. Yeah, exactly. You know, without yeah. without without theater, there wouldn't be film. So you know, it's something so exclusive about the experience as well. Oh, it's yeah. like you know, like just like with Lear, it's only going to be open for that week, and it's yeah. only going to be this specific production with these actors under this direction, with these certain costumes, with this set, <laughs> you know, with this overall influence, you know. So like, you either take part in this experience or you don't, yeah, and you, you either, don't you don't you get another go, chance. Yeah, it's like you yeah. training day. Oh, you can go see that right now. <laughs> you can go see that. I'm sure I have you it can, on my phone right now. <laughs> I'm saying like you can <laughs> really watch it right now. But this play, it's only it's only gonna be up yeah. that time. You, you know? know, film. Yeah, film is one and done, and theater can be different every every time you see it. That's what's um, beautiful to me about about theater. Like I, I'll go like I've gone to New York uh, a couple times just to see shows. Yeah. Because like the thing is, there are just certain experiences you can't get back. Like if oh, no. you miss a show, good luck. I hope a local production comes because like that's like I saw Dear Evan Hansen last time I was in New York, oh, and I gotta tell you, like we paid crazy amounts of when money for those tickets, but uh, we saw it in January, end of January, so and uh, that show is one yes so good, but two like. That in, to me shows me where theater's going because like projection art is becoming yes. more popular, oh, like integration of video uh. and like taking because that's the way that theater is taking distance from the person in the show and collapsing it. Yeah. yeah. Because if someone like for Dear Evan Hansen, there's like there's an entire portion of the show where it's like that person from that town making that testimonial video is you in the show. Like you feel like you're in that moment. Yeah. No. I mean, I and we're. Um, I don't know how. I don't know how long you're gonna be here for. Um, but we. I. I love theater that that takes oh, technology yeah. and does does something cool and and just kind of really like it takes what we're where we're going and it kind of blends it into now. Um, and Dear Evan Hansen is actually one of those shows that do that. But uh, right now, uh, Johnny and I are uh, cast in a summer workshop of a uh, New York. Uh, based play that they're these people from um, 
uh, Tilted Windmill Productions, I think, uh, who did uh, Puffs, which was last year's about the seven years uh, of Harry oh, that's, Potter. Oh, that's still gone. Yeah, yeah, extended. that's still going. Yeah. Uh, the, those same people, the writer and the director, are coming down and they're doing a show called Damned, uh, well, tentatively titled Damned, uh, which is a Western, um, like, it's like Wild Wild West meets True Grit meets uh, Westworld. It's hilarious. Yeah, that's and it's hilarious. it's hilarious. It's a comedy, and uh, it's going to be very interactive. So audience participation is going to be heavily um used and that you know it um, you know to to <laughs> i know we're here to talk about lear but that's uh that's also something that we're going to be doing here it's a workshop coming down from new york and they kind of test out the waters and then they bring it back to new york that's and use it. so and, cool you know right now puffs is off broadway and it just got extended you know so like it, where who knows where it's going to take us but it, like that the technology the, integ- the integration of technology is is becoming more and more prevalent in the theater industry. So, I mean, who knows where it's going to go, but I'm so mad that you saw Dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> I know everyone's like, cause when I saw it, everyone's like, yeah. Okay. And now they're like, wait, you saw that back then? It's like, I was, I was the person who saw Hamilton when they were open for the first four months. Oh, you know what man. I mean? Like, no, I didn't see it. I'm saying I'm like, I'm that person. No, now. no, like, that, that show, that show is gonna, I mean like, and I was on, I was on the Hamilton wagon from like day one. Like oh, wow. from day one like I knew about it and I was like huh and then I like the music started coming out and I was like oh my god this is really good who doesn't know about this <laughs> who needs to know about it and much like Dear Evan Hansen like I when everyone came out when it, when the songs came out I was just like holy crap this is this is this is gonna be something this big is it. Yeah. and like I, I got all my friends attached to it and there you know I have, I have one that was just like she's like I spent $300 I'm going to I'm going to see a ticket <laughs> like $300 on a on an actual ticket like to see airfare, it, not even yeah. including the airfare. So I mean, it's a for Johnny. I don't know if you know. It's a it's a it's a really interesting play. And for oh, the viewer, for the viewers listening, I haven't. No. For the I'll listeners send you the out there, actually, show. I have an yeah, extra copy. I will you, give you, you my listen. soundtrack. <laughs> it's it, oh, it's such a good show, dude. Like the thing about me in theaters, like I, I will admit, I'm not that picky of a person when it comes to theaters in terms of like, if you give me a good story, you got me. Like yeah. that's fine. But the thing about a show is like if a show has an endearing enough and like clear enough narrative that the soundtrack will tell you the show, then they're killing it. Oh, yeah. Because totally. like Dear Evan Hansen, you can pretty much get the story from the soundtrack. Yeah. Hamilton, obviously. Uh, yeah, Hamilton, Hamilton is, Hamilton is entire all show. Yeah, but, yeah, but that's because it's, it's like that style audio. show. That's 48 dope. songs later. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, you're – so, yeah, no, it's – oh, it's such a good show. I mean, we're, this episode obviously sponsored by Dear Evan Hansen on Broadway. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, send us some free tickets. I'd be <laughs> oh so my happy. God. Uh, but yeah, so getting getting more to the point, I'll have fi- one final note on it. Is that um, I, uh, my favorite thing currently because they're my two loves is trying to find a way to get on a, that niche that's happening right now. The the combination of the two and like I actually recently saw that there was a production being done where they had a giant screen behind them. And there was like set, there was still a set, but like the giant screen behind them was like cameras live switching to cover the actors. So you were watching like a film version oh, and the show. And it was so weird, but it was so Meta interesting. AF. Meta and I was AF. just like, that's crazy. Cause like you can see them and like you can feel that moment, but <laughs> then like insane. you can look up and see like a close up the actor's face. Like it's a really interesting melding. And I think they're trying to kind of cross-reference the feelings of the two experiences and like kind of feel it out but i love experimental theater for that reason uh we we have a little tiny bit of time left so i'll do the customary uh why should people go see the show or do you have anything else left that you want them to know before going in and then we'll go and wrap up (laughs) 
All right, oh. I've talked the whole show. <laughs> Why should people come see the show? Uh, I mean, there's there's just a whole bunch of reasons. For one, uh, there's just a lot of amazing stuff that happens with fight choreography. Uh, e- even the person who isn't necessarily too much into theater will appreciate that because uh, the fights look amazing. They look they very do. real. Uh, and you know, I it, there's uh, this is my first time working with. Uh, fake blood as well so you know some, some people get you know hooked spoilers. up with some blood some some blood packs and there's uh, no spoilers who's that we, no yeah, we don't we don't we don't know what happens with that blood you know but um just just know that it'll be used it's just at for some bloody point. marys right yeah that's yeah, yeah of course bloody you know, marys, yeah. Like, <laughs> drunk shakespeare pretty much i'm sure uh, your fight call is hell then if it's yeah, it's, yeah it's speaking pretty, of pretty speaking <laughs> um yeah what, what any other but uh but also too it's just for one it's just a it's a great story it's a great story to see uh and it's it's a it's a contemporary approach to it as well uh mm-hmm. it's not we're not delivering the lines in, in necessarily like shakespearean way it's uh it's, it's very contemporary we focus on like operative words and stuff like that so we, we're able to we, we have the audience in mind when we're saying everything that we're saying so it, it's really meant to cater to the audience that they oh, have yeah, totally. here and uh it's one that they appreciate if you don't like shakespeare you might like this one you might be like oh well actually yeah. it's not that yeah. bad you know it's, go, it's hey. not it's not your typical romeo and juliet you know it's not it's, it's not <laughs> yeah. typical shakespeare it's it's king lear and at the heart mm-hmm. of it is it's a family drama and it's 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 really it's really something that's you know power and and you know what happens when you relinquish power and what happens when you ascertain power so um it's it's absolutely something that is currently you know it's it's currently in all over the media and you know what happens with power and so what you're saying is it's like a theater version of pretty little liars that's what i'm hearing (laughs) um oh my god (laughs) yes no um no it's you know there's there's so many different there's so many good like all of all of the actors in it are super good. We have we have a kid, and I want to give props to him because he's awesome. Um, we have a kid that stepped in for the role of Oswald because oh, yeah. the original the original uh, cast member unfortunately fractured his knee, um, and he stepped in two weeks ago. And this kid and he's a, already killing. This it. kid's a freshman, and he is already killing, killing it. it. He is killing it. His name is wow. James. He's he's doing such a good job, and you know, the, I mean, things in, things happen in theater where. You know, you have to something like that happens. So he's been he's been rolling with the punches and he's been killing it. And he has like extensive fight choreography he too does. that he picked up <laughs> like that. So I mean, like come for the fight choreography for come for the fight choreography. Come for the come for us for Johnny and Nick uh, who are you know. Uh, you know, J&T. in it, J- yeah, <laughs> or J and really, yeah, Janet, come comfort, comfort Johnny Triumph, really, more than n- n- Nick, uh, but big nublets, big nublets, yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, it's it's a really it's a really good show, and you know, obviously, it's the last week of school, so if you want to kind of get something in before you either graduate or you know go, go back home for the let this be your for study the weekend. break yeah for the for the weekend for the for the summer, come and come and see it, come and take your mind off of something and watch watch people, you know tell this really cool story <laughs> absolutely i completely agree and you only uh, get one week yeah i was gonna say yet again uh it's gonna be open th- it opens tonight actually but it's gonna be the, the 7th through the 15th at the constance theater be sure to get your tickets as soon as possible uh i'm pretty sure they'll be available for next week and until next weekend but you never know sometimes it sells out. sometimes get tickets it sells now. Out. so uh yeah you know the good old-fashioned flashing sold out could happen <laughs> soon sign and uh, thanks again so much, guys, for being on the podcast. Thank you for Thank having you. us. All right. Special thanks to them for uh, letting us interview them, and special thanks to UF Theater. Uh, it was uh, it was a fun interview, as always, and those guys are pretty darn talented, so be sure to see them in the show. I dropped all those deets for you a second ago, so I won't repeat. 
But uh, yeah, and then also opening this weekend, we've got two other shows uh, that are opening and another show that's been playing for a while, if you haven't seen it. Um, How to Succeed in Business Without Trying is still playing at the GCP. It's the last weekend for that, so if you want to go see How to Succeed in Business, this is your last chance. Um, also opening this weekend, as previously just mentioned, King Lear, you have theater at the Constance. And then lastly, um, opening at the ART is Col- Columbinus. And uh, that might sound familiar to you, and the reason is because this show is semi-based on fact and fiction of the Columbine accident incident. And um, it goes in-depth on the people and the types of people involved and what their reactions were before or after. It's a really interesting story, and it has a lot of basis in interviews that were done after and some reenactments of some things that people mentioned about the the uh, the massacre, if you will. Um, and uh, it's an interesting story, so it's worth seeing that. At the ART, again, Acrosstown Repertory Theater, uh, you can go to acrosstown.org for those tickets and um, that's going to be playing April 17th through April 23rd. Always good to see a show that has a meaningful story. So if you're looking for something a little more a little more serious this weekend, rather than, say, How to Succeed in Murder or King Lear, um, it might be worth checking that out. But that's it for the local theater segment. I'm going to go ahead and pass it to Sabrina, who's going to talk about a show we've heard a lot about this semester <laughs> and how it wrapped up. Yeah, so I feel like I have been talking about this show a lot, or at least for the past like month or so, but I will be talking about Big Little Lies again, <laughs> and about the finale that just aired this past Sunday, the th- 2nd, right? Sure. Yeah, uh, April 2nd. Today's the 4th, 5th, right? Fi- yeah, today's the 5th. Okay. Fifth. Okay, so. Yeah, so, definitely yes, yes, that's good. Okay, so... Um, I'm not going to get spoiler heavy as much as I would want to, just because I know my fellow co-stars might be interested in watching it and people who are listening might have not seen it yet, but what I can say is, wow, (laughs) definitely one of the best TV finales I've ever seen. And I have seen a lot. (laughs) So (laughs) throw your, uh, your qualifications in there. Yeah. I watch a lot of television. Just so you know where I'm coming from. I finished a lot of shows, and the last time I got satisfaction out of a finale like that was probably maybe Breaking Bad. This might have been more satisfying. Wow. Yeah. So I liked it a lot because the end is kind of about female empowerment and how it's important to have your girlfriends because Mm. this whole show has been leading up to such a, like, huge event as you may have known as i've said in the past like there's a murder that happens you don't know who the murder who the murderer was or Mm -hmm. who got murdered but you you, when you're watching you have your guesses like there's one specific character that has no redeemable qualities so you're just kind (laughs) of hoping that it's them but you're also secretly like oh well i know it can't be the one person i'll assume right so like that would be too obvious but what i can say is whoever who the person who murdered whoever died definitely didn't see that coming so that was like i if you can predict that then you must have some sort of like psychic ability or anything because i'll watch the show give me some lotto numbers because yeah um trust me you won't see it (laughs) it was so i'll trust you it's it's one time it's very like what and the way that that person murders the person who dies as well. Um, oh, wow. 
Yeah. It was very, um, very surprising. I liked it because this whole show has kind of been leading up to this moment and the entire time it's kind of like a, like a mom's fight, like they're pitting against each other or whatever, or like, oh, these women are so ridiculous. They'll bury you for anything. And then at the end, it's kind of like the big thing that happens is more important than having all these very trivial problems and drama with each other and I loved that it just ended with like female positivity and like women are powerful and look how when look what we can do when we put our differences aside sort of thing and it was great so (laughs) definitely would recommend it um I know in the beginning of the show I did think it was a little boring I was like where is this going I feel like everything is so confusing but what I will say is that that seventh episode is definitely worth (laughs) watching and being confused and being like you're not getting any of the answers or that it's super slow that last episode really ties it all together and it's so it's just so satisfying I wasn't expecting for it to be that satisfying but I was watching it with my roommate and my boyfriend and all of us were like yeah go do it like you got this like and we were just so happy with how it turned out and I would like it takes a lot for my boyfriend to be like wow that was really good like I can't see anything wrong with that and he said that. So I was like, okay, well, yeah, this is obviously way. a good show. So uh, uh, I'm really intrigued. See, like, I was like, eh, maybe I'll watch that show. But now yeah. I feel like I have to. No, it was just, it was really good the way it was edited. At first, you don't think you're going to find out what happened because they kind of edit it in a way so that's like, oh, we're not going to show you, like, who actually killed this person you kind of are like left to your own mm-hmm. assumptions or devices. And um, my roommate was like, oh, maybe they're not going to show it. And then I'm like, no, they have to. And then <laughs> at the very end, they do show it. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Yes. Like, this is exactly what I wanted to happen. And yeah, it was it was very good, very powerful. Um, I definitely want to read the book now to get more um detail because it is based on a book it's set in australia though not in monterey but oh that's yeah. interesting yeah which is curious because i'm wondering if that's maybe a reason why they got nicole kidman because isn't she australian no idea i think she probably is. though yeah well um so i'm pretty sure she's australian but like you're it's, questioning your uh your knowledge i know she has an accent but i know she's not british so it's like okay yeah she's australian for i think sure. she is because that's i think uh when i was watching a jimmy fallon bit they were talking about uh him going on an accidental date with her or something and she she definitely had an australian oh, accent yeah yeah you're right i i i, I watched that bit <laughs> it's funny but <laughs> we're both late night nerds apparently okay yeah so yeah I can't recommend it enough um I told my I'm going home this weekend and I told my mom to watch it so that by the time I get there we can watch the finale episode because I'll definitely watch it again I've already (laughs) seen it three times wow you must have really loved that I I did I liked it um the music is phenomenal as well if you have Spotify they have a big little lies um playlist so that you can search for that and find it I really like the music but that's just because I really like 70s San Francisco Bay area music like Grateful Dead and whatever so yeah I've I've just I've really liked it can't say it enough and honestly that's 
also the only TV I've watched. So that's probably why I'm talking about it so much. <laughs> Senior year problems. But yeah, that's all I have for today. Yeah, I feel you. I've only been able to watch uh, like 30 Rock. I started to watch Girls uh, and then I got yelled at by my girlfriend. <laughs> so I stayed. Oh, really? Yeah, because I guess she wanted to watch it together. And oh. so I stopped at the end of season two. I thought you got yelled at by your girlfriend because she may maybe didn't like like Lena Dunham or whatever. Oh, no, no, it's fine. Oh, okay. uh, but uh, she wanted to watch the show together, I guess. Oh. And so that happens in a two. relationship. Yeah. I've definitely gotten mad at my boyfriend for watching something with no, her. I mean, it's ha- I've that, gotten mad that, at her, too, but I didn't know she wanted to watch it. Like, I don't know how I missed that. I think like a year or two ago, we talked about it in passing and I just never thought but about see, it. These are the little details that us women tell you guys to hang on to. There's, <laughs> a, there's a catalog that they have. I'm telling you, like they, they, they do. Yeah, like legit. That was archived when y'all talked about in, it. And our catalog doesn't matter at all. Like we'll mention our stuff from our catalog and they're like, oh, no, whatever. And no, like, we've talked about it for months. What are you talking about? See, like, oh, it doesn't matter. One time. I OK, my boyfriend listens to this podcast where the guy just mentioned his wife's name her name's Jackie. Mm-hmm. And then one time he was referencing it and I was like, oh, the guy who's married to Jackie. And he was like, how did you remember that? <laughs> I'm not saying that so... you guys don't remember anything. I'm saying like if we bring up the fact that you don't remember something, somehow it's it's not their fault. Like, no, that doesn't count. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. this, that. It's just funny. Well, yeah, Especially it, doesn't, TV it doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, girls always win the argument. But that's yes. beside the point. <laughs> the point is watch. Uh, what is it? Pretty Little Lies. Big Little Lies. No. Pretty Big Little, little lies. Liars is like the opposite of what this no, no, no. show is. I, I know. I just uh, thought it was a similar name. It's Big Little Lies. Is that what it, it is? It has to do with lying and secrets. So, oh, <laughs> no, it's called Big Little Lies. Okay, yeah, I got it. No, I got it on the second time. Yeah. I said Pretty Big Lies or something. You said Pretty Little Lies. <laughs> I think because I thought it was like one word off of Pretty Little Liars. And I was like, this is a very different show. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's interesting. I'll have to check it out. I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you know. I have a pretty good track record of watching the shows you recommend. So we'll see. Yeah, because I know. I know what's up. <laughs> yeah, and I'll be talking about one of those shows that I recently finished that she recommended for me. Oh, okay. Great. In my segment. Okay, great. But moving on from that, we're gonna go ahead and ho- head over to Nico. He's gonna talk about some nerd stuff for us, and there's a lot to talk about this week. First off, starting with news that no one cares about. Um, <laughs> it's always good to start off with <laughs> Michael Bay. Uh, has allegedly, uh, he has the stories planned out for the next 14 Transformers <laughs> movies. Stop. This has to be, a, this I'm, isn't an April Fool's. You sure like, that's not an onion joke? Oh, no. <laughs> they no. Will, okay, so as the story Stop. goes, he's retiring from the series, right? Uh-huh. So, uh, as director, right? But uh, not, not producer. I mean,. It just says retiring from the series. So, um, Hi. yeah, so I'm assuming this was going to be the last one. You know, the last night. It sounds very it sounds uh, final climactic. Um, but um, he has uh, apparently has the stories planned out. <laughs> what's of the them. source for this? What's the source for this? Uh, this is via uh, I believe this is via Yahoo movies. I mean, that yeah. And it wasn't on April 1st. Uh no, no this is this is like today. today I believe. Oh my god, dude! Um, I'm not okay with this. 
Wait, what? Are you okay with this? Like this bit, like this actually being factual. This makes me like upset. It makes I don't me... want to see that many Transformers. It's only so I much robot know. fighting you can. Like, there's only so many ways you can fight robots that yeah. don't exist. I'm more pissed about the stupid trailers. I'm gonna have to sit through yeah, for the next like me too. twenty Explosions, years big, or so. Explosions, big robots. <laughs> it's just nuts. I mean, to be fair, I don't financially, think, it's I don't think there's fair. gonna be like actual movies. I hope not. I hope not. Um, the only thing that um, that it does say is something about a Bumblebee solo movie. I mean, Which, I like Bumblebee. I was about to say, Bumblebee is, you know, he's lovable. But come on, But it'd guys. have to be written really well. There's only so many, like, maybe he, he's going to be actually be able to talk in this one. That'd be dope. He gets his voice or something. And yeah. then, like, he gets shanked or something, and then that's yeah. when the radio starts playing. And Can I say, really here's the issue, though. Uh, that movie would only be good for like 30 minutes, and you know it's going to be a two-hour long movie. You're right. So, what if they get Shia LaBeouf to come back, though? That then would I'd be laugh. interesting. I don't know That'd if I'd hilarious. watch it. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Uh, anyway, besides our continual hatred towards Transformers and the fact that we now have to sit through 14 more trailers. Possibly. Allegedly what else 14 is going more trailers. On? Um, also, um, in Spider-Man news, uh, there is a... Uh, some revelation on the gadgets that Ooh. are going to be in his suit. That's exciting. Um, so you in know, Homecoming, yeah, for Homecoming, you know, they have Tony Stark building his suit, quote unquote. Yeah. Uh, so he has some uh Jarvis type AI Ooh. in there. Cool. Um, he also has a parachute, a tracking device, a heater, because you know it gets cold in New York. It does, yeah. Uh, an airbag. And apparently so, in DC, because we saw him in the trailer in DC. Oh, that's who. You know, he travels. Um, an airbag, because, you know, accidents. Um, and the suit lights up because people like flashy things. People do like flashy things, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, there's also a function called training wheels that's going to uh, allow Tony Stark to control which of the suit's gadgets Peter can access, which is going to be interesting. Since this seems like there's going to be a very Tony-heavy presence in this movie. Yeah, I was yeah. going to admit I was surprised because uh, based on the trailer, I was like, okay, that they probably just used his like, one scene in the trailer. But they keep talking about how involved he is. I didn't expect them to have him in this movie very much, particularly because he's expensive <laughs> like from a financial perspective. But two, I just didn't expect him to be that involved in, uh, in you know his story, in Spider-Man's story. But... I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll watch Robert Downey Jr. Cool. every day. Yeah. Forever. So, like, that's fine. I'm just surprised. If anything, it's like a positive. It's just kind of like, ooh, what are they playing at here? What's going on? Because this is set in the, you know, the overall MCU. So what is this impacting otherwise? You know what I mean? I mean I'm interested to see how they're ta- how they're integrating that. I'm not sure. Because well, it's got to tell us something about post-Civil War if Tony's involved. You know what I mean? You know what? You're right. Yeah. You're definitely right. Matt is right this one time. <laughs> one time. You hear that, Sam? Oh, that's yeah. crazy. <laughs> She's gonna uh, kill me for that one. Anyway. Um so yeah. Uh Spider Man Homecoming set to release in July on July seventh. Um we're gonna I'm s- waiting in line already. Already. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting in line. Skip around to keep it Spider Man related. Um also there was an explanation for why there is no Uncle Ben. Really? In the movie? Because origin we're tired story. Of it. Yeah, they don't want to re-edit. <laughs> they, like, they don't want to revisit the origin story. They said there's reference to uh, Uncle Ben. 
I mean, he's yeah. no longer there's gotta around. be. Yeah, like there's a reference, but yeah. there's like they're just no cutting him reason. Out. There's no but, reason to show footage of Uncle Ben. Yeah, like, right. uh, like we're tired of Uncle Ben. The, how many times Uncle does he great. have to die like, for I'm, us to like get it? Yeah, you're Spider Man. Like, that's what I get annoyed about with like Spider Man and Batman. It's like we don't need origin stories every time. So that's why I'm glad yeah. that the most recent iterations are ignoring rehashing that and just jump starting the fr- the you know the franchise. Mm-hmm. That's true. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, also, there was a mention of two new villains, not necessarily new villains, but more villains to come in the uh, in this particular franchise. Uh, Doc Ock. Was oh, yeah, yes. You have to have Doc Ock. That's one of the most popular villains. And Venom was also mentioned. Yes. So, so I'm confused on Venom, right? Because because they were talking about doing the Venom solo movie. Yeah, too. and without like introducing him prior, was what they said, because. If they introduce him prior in an MCU movie, then they kind of have to let them use Venom. So I'm really interested to see how that's going to work out. You know what I mean? I don't know. I would just hope uh, if they do go along with the Venom versus Spider-Man plot, that it's just Venom. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like three other Venom super and Sandman and Rhino. and. I think Marvel would not make that mistake. I think I think it'll be okay. Let's hope. Fingers crossed. Let's hope. Um, also, some uh, some Avengers news. Ooh. Uh, Chris Evans has revealed that uh, following the fourth Avengers installment, he will probably no longer be playing Captain America. I, you know, I read this article, and he, it was so funny because he just like... He's just like, man, I'm 37. <laughs> no, no, but like he threw Marvel under the bus because he was just like... I love the character. I'll play the character again. But my contract ends after this. But my contract ends <laughs> after this. But my contract... He brought it up four times in the interview. I'm like, so he either wants this renewed or he wants to know it's going to be done, huh? Because he is not happy to be playing this character without knowing where it's going to go, I guess. I mean... It's very interesting the way he talks about it. Um, I mean, I've he was saying that uh, they're like reinventable titles. Uh, referring to like the way they changed Batman mm-hmm. and uh, even referencing James Bond. I mean, I'm sure that it wouldn't be like that. It'd probably be more like uh, either Bucky or uh, or the Falcon taking over for him. I doubt that it would be a recasting of the of the character itself. I mean, um, I don't know. Because in the comics, there are both there are times where both of those characters take over. Yeah, so it would be a know, lot easier to pull off. I mean, you don't know. You know, we don't want to get too political here, but. I figure I <laughs> it's not going to be the black Captain it's America. It's not going to be the Falcon. I can just say that now. It's more than likely. I knew you were going to say like it. 89% sure it's not going to be him. So if anybody, it's going to be Bucky. If Donald Glover for Spider-Man taught us anything, it's that Exactly, superheroes. because Donald Glover still hasn't been Spider-Man. He voiced Spider-Man. He got something. He got yeah. a little nibble. He got a nibble got of the a character. Nibble, but come on. We'll we see, all wanted man. to see him come out of the mask. Me too. But, you know, I, I think that, yeah, they'll probably have Bucky do it. But I, I hope that they at least keep Falcon super involved because he's one of my favorite characters, honestly. I hate Bucky. <laughs> no, not Bucky. Falcon. Falcon's one of my favorite characters. I know. I'm just saying I <laughs> so hate gonna, Bucky. If he does become Captain America, will your hate transfer to, to Captain America? No, it'll just make me angry Confused. at Captain America for leaving. <laughs> That's fair. <You're> <laughs> or Marvel. At the new Captain. And fan yeah. mail. Like, yeah. Why would you do this to us and leave us with him? <laughs> I just I like Sebastian Stan a lot. I just I, I like him too, but I do think I just that his don't take like is Bucky. Yeah. Like, ugh, wash your hair. <laughs> his hair does look very slimy. It's it does so look greasy. Sketch, yeah. It looks it does not look pleasing to the eye. 
Mm-hmm. Right, but besides uh, Captain America. Also, uh, Infinity War stuff. Uh, Corvus Glaive and Supergiant are possibly going to be in this film. Re- really? Yeah. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I can't answer that question. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought I was talking to the directors of Infinity Wars. I apologize. Oh, um, I mean, I, I don't have the answers, but you know. Yeah, no, their list is getting nuts, dude. So I don't know. We'll see. I think there's just going to be shout outs to tons of crazy characters in Infinity Wars and whoever catches them are the true fans, I guess. But uh, yeah, whatever. It's probably going to be a bunch of background people. Oh, yeah. Like That's still so niche. Even like of... I won't catch it. Yeah. You know? Maybe, no, but probably not. I'm just excited to see um, Howard the Duck is confirmed for Infinity Wars. <laughs> <laughs> After that cameo, I'm kind of excited because uh, that was really interesting. But uh, no, I, they they said their character is like 100 or something now for the two movies. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's crazy. It's going to be crazy to juggle and it's going to be crazy for post-production. I can tell you that much. Oh yeah, that's going to be Ugh. all the like extra CGI and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's going to be crazy. Okay, like because right. those two characters I believe are like all CGI. Pretty much, yeah. You can't really approximate that in real life very well. I mean, you could have <laughs> them no there way. and then add in post, but it's going to be rough. Yeah, there's there's no way. <laughs> um also, uh the Defenders teaser has been released. Yeah, I saw the elevator thing. Yeah, the elevator thing. Yeah, I haven't watched the the full clip yet because I haven't watched Iron Fist and I don't want spoilers, but, but we'll see. Yeah, so uh, the show is set to release this year, August 18th. Not the, that far. They finally gave a date? Not oh, that that's far exciting. down the line. All right. So, you know, folks who haven't caught up on the Marvel series, go ahead and watch those. Um, Have either of you seen Iron Fist? No. I haven't started yet. I was told by my coworkers to not bother. That's the thing. I've been told oh, a lot of bad things from people, and I want to yeah. watch it just to be completist, but I don't want to watch it if I'm going to hate it. I was told that, like, out of the 13 episodes, two of them are good. See, that's pretty bad. Yeah, no, that's not, not good, good at all. <laughs> no. Yeah. I wasn't going so, like, oh, that's a, that's a win. No, I was going, that's insane. Yeah, so for me, it's, like, not bothering for my time. I think the only reason I'll give it a shot, I'll like start watching. If I get through the first four episodes and I don't like it, I'll probably stop. Because like with Jessica Jones, the first episode's okay. Two and three aren't amazing, but then four is when the whole show gets really good. Right. So I like to try to give shows, especially Marvel shows, because even Daredevil started off really slow. You got to give them a couple episodes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know for Dare. I guess with Daredevil, I guess I didn't see it that way because like I was kind of already pre-invested in the character. <laughs> I mean, I like Daredevil, but I was a little bit more um, pessimistic when I first started watching the show. I just started watching Daredevil like over winter break with my brother, and I tried continuing it without him, but I had to stop because not good. It's good. Don't you get me wrong. Get, it's just you, you could really season. hear the the comic writing in it, especially with any dialogue Foggy has with anybody. <laughs> and then um, also... I love Foggy, though. I he's love him, too. Character. Yeah, he's my favorite, too. And then the really unforgettable blonde. Or, like, not unforgettable. The forgettable blonde. What's her name? Karen? Okay. Yeah, yeah oh, her. Yeah. She's just, eh. And then also... I mean, she's is, cute. She's just there to be cute. It's kind of mm-hmm. sad. The, the last reason why, and main reason why I stopped watching, is because I could not stand to hear Wilson Fisk say, This city is falling <laughs> apart. This city, 
used to be so great. Like, oh God, I just yeah, that was pre-Trump it's like, too. It's hilarious. Yeah, I it's was like to say it's very Trumpish. It, yeah. This city, or like, you have to save the city. Hell's Kitchen is literally ten blocks of in, the city yeah. <laughs> of New York. I don't know. I I get that's the purpose of Daredevil, and that's his domain, and no, that's fine. Keep watching. That's your jurisdiction. Keep watching. Let us know what you think. I probably will keep watching. I just Please. had to take a break. Season two is like, much better. You gotta in my get opinion. to season two. So season yeah, it's two worth getting it through it. Okay, I for, believe. I the trust first you ones. They're only their first show too, so you gotta imagine that's a little bit of a yeah. Some training wheels came off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what else you got for us, Nico? Um, also, Jessica Jones season two, since you mentioned, is going into production. And do we have a date on that? Is that that's 2018, uh, right? No, we don't have a date yet. It I think I think they said year. every. Every uh, new season of the other shows were being pushed back to 2018 for the Defenders, but maybe they're going to drop it late 2017. Yeah, I think they said it said later this year, but it didn't give a date. I know so Luke Cage is 2018, which is it's super very depressing. easily possible for it to be 2018. <laughs> I guess we'll find but out. They're trying to push for 2017, I guess, to keep people optimistic. <laughs> um, I'm waiting for that show, so you let me know. Also, um. Uh, War for the Planet of the Apes trailer has came out. Yeah, that looked dope, dude. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> um, okay. Let me know what you think when you watch it, Nico. Uh, Kingsman is getting a second movie. Super pumped about that. We talked about that yes. a couple months ago. Yeah, but I'm so excited the, for the that. The date got moved up. It, it got when? moved up to a weekend uh, or a week. I think it's in July, right? Oh, my gosh. Um, it might be. I think it's in July. Okay. I might be wrong. Maybe it's in September. But I remember that it was coming out. I think it's July, though. It, it was coming out like the weekend of another huge blockbuster movie or something and oh. so they moved it one week up so that it wouldn't that's a good idea which is smart and also good for for the movie which makes me happy because if it was up against the other one you'd be splitting your audience it wouldn't make enough money mm-hmm. so i'm glad that they're releasing it a week early what's awkward is um there's a report that says iron fist is 2017 netflix's most binged <laughs> oh yeah no so that's fl- i actually read that article the, the reason that's flawed is because it's, it talks about the way they measure it, and it says they measure it based on hype before and after. Oh, sure. And the issue is tons of people, one, were, were like before. super hype. Yeah, they were hype. And then before. they watched it, and then they were like saying it was bad. So there was tons of still, you know, talk about that. Right. Um, and so, yeah, a lot of people watched it, but that doesn't mean it was the best. So that's why it's hard. Oh, Kingsman's you know? out in September. Oh, September, September 28th. Yeah, I see. I told you it was either July or September. I just couldn't remember which, but I'm excited. I'll go see that. Yeah, I, I'd definitely go see that. Um, uh, and to round things off, Baby Groot Ooh. is in a Geico commercial. <laughs> what? He's in a Geico commercial. Okay, well, uh, I guess that's all we really that's have to say cute. about that. Uh, got nothing to say about that. Um, <laughs> okay. I guess that's uh, that's gonna wrap up Nico's segment. I'll go and move into uh, movies. The box office this weekend, got to tell you guys, a little surprised. Uh, Boss Baby opened to $50 million in the number one spot. Can you guys believe that? That no. movie with a little boss, boss baby, baby? <laughs> that looked awful? Well, <sighs> I guess DreamWorks is having the last laugh. I mean, it's, it's, it's Fox, I think. Are you sure? Yeah, I thought it it's was, labeled as oh. Fox. I don't know if it's like a subsidiary or anything. Mm-hmm. But it's labeled as Fox, so I mean, I'm just surprised, man. I gotta tell you. I mean, I think it was really for the kids, though. Yeah, but I don't know. They I mean, I, li- I like Alec Baldwin now, so I guess good for him. <laughs> now. Yeah, I didn't use because like of him. Thirty Rock. Because of Thirty Rock. Um, but anyway, so Boss Baby number one, fifty million. 
Uh, Beauty and the Beast sticking around number two spot, another forty-five million on that. That's up to almost four hundred million domestic. I think it's going to hit a billion worldwide easily. Uh, Ghost in the Shell opened this weekend. No surprise, didn't do that well. Number three spot opening with eighteen million on a budget of one hundred and ten. It might make its money back. We'll see. Power Rangers number four spot with four point two. Ghost in the Shell. It doesn't matter. Well, no, they said it was all right. They Somebody told me Ghost in the Show was all right, and then somebody else told me uh, Power Rangers was good. Power Rangers was dope. Oh, yeah, okay. go see Power Rangers. Power Rangers, um, I got to tell you, I mean, I'm not even a huge, huge fan of Power Rangers, and I liked this movie a lot, like a lot, a lot. So um, it just serves as, like, it, it, it serves as a standalone movie without having fan base. So surprised me. Mm-hmm. Number five spot, we've got Kong Skull Island still sticking around there with eight million it's it's not a complete failure, but I doubt it'll it'll uh span this monster trilogy or whatever they've been talking about where they want to have that and then the mummy and then all this other stuff. It'll be interesting to see. Uh number six spot is Logan, still sticking around, another six point one million there. Get out made another five million. That movie is now at a hundred and fifty six million on a four and a half million dollar budget. Yes, there are Cinderella stories. Um, <laughs> life in its second weekend dropped to the eight spot. Not so good. 5.5 million on that. That movie is a bomb with only 22 million total and a $60 million budget. Probably won't make its money back. Uh, and I wanted to see that movie too. So that's kind of sad. Chips, uh, number nine spot with another 4 million. It only had a $25 million budget. So maybe DVD sales will push it over, but, uh, not so great. And in the number 10 spot, we have Zookeeper's Wife. The Zookeeper's Wife, that's a Focus Pictures film. That opened with $3 million, and uh, it's an indie flick, so with $3 million, eh, we'll see. But that wraps up the top 10. Again, Boss Baby shocking everybody, and Beauty and the Beast not shocking anybody by staying in the number 2 spot. And that's going to wrap it up for movies. Uh, for Matt's thoughts, uh, I mentioned earlier that there was a show I was told to watch. Right. Called 30 Rock. Mm-hmm. And uh, I last time I checked in, I was on episode or season four. I have now finished the show. Oh my god! And I have to tell you, it is so upsetting to be done with this show. I know. I don't even That's know That's why what to you do. go back and watch it I'm for the fourth time, like me right now. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna watch it again. I'm not gonna lie. My, when I my can't sister believe you finished it, it's an easy watch because they're like it's you know so twenty easy. something minutes yeah. and they're all funny and and you can kind of just watch it in between things and. When I was working on homework, I was watching it a lot of the time when I was trying to like not stress out because it's yeah. stress time of the year. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. And I was watching it with like my girlfriend. We were eating dinner whenever it was downtime. Yeah. So I was just flying through it. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's it's just so good. And the finale is actually really good. And I was surprised. Yeah. Because it's hard to have a good finale for shows like that. But it was yeah. so sad because when it ends, you're just like, it's over. I know. What? <laughs> I know. But. It's funny because it ends with Kenneth being in charge of a... Uh... Spoilers for everybody. Oh, come on. It's been out for so long. I just think it's yeah. fine. I, I love Kenneth. I think he's like one I'm of my I'm glad that that actually character. happened because <laughs> I didn't think that ending was going to happen. I was really pumped about it. Yeah. And they did it in a way that didn't feel like, oh, this is the ending that has to happen. You know, like they made it make sense, yeah. which is nice. Yeah. And then Liz is uh, with James Marsden, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they're happy, which is nice. Chris and... with a K. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh i, I gotta t- like and usually when i watch a sitcom the last season is is not great 
this one was, was pretty great. darn good. It was great. Um, which is impressive. And I think that they're really lucky, though, because like, their ratings were not good season six. But because it was such a flagship show, they yeah. renewed them for a 13-episode season for season seven to kind of round it out. And I love it because in the la- like one of the last episodes of season six and then throughout season seven, they are just busting NBC oh, constantly. yeah. It's so the, funny. The references to like Lauren Michaels and that was funny. Yeah. NBC as a whole is it's hilarious. I, I honestly I love that show with my entire heart. I love it so much. I can watch <laughs> it over and over again, and each time I catch like little jokes I had forgot about. And yeah, I, no, they're really good at that. It's evergreen, really. <laughs> like I just love it. I'm so happy you liked it because. Not a lot of people watch 30 Rock. It's kind of sad because it's honestly, it jumped into one of my favorite shows, like, yeah. which is hard for me to do. Like mm-hmm. when I watch a show, I'm not usually like, oh, it's one of my favorite shows. Luke Cage is a shining example of an exception to that rule. Because um, uh, The Office, like even though I liked it a lot, I wouldn't say it's in my favorite shows. It's yeah, just one of the same. shows I really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Jessica Jones is great. Daredevil's great. There are a lot of shows that I watch and that I want to keep watching, but they're not in my favorite shows. There's only like five or six. Right. And that's that's hard. And 30 Rock jumped in from like episode two. I was like, <laughs> this is my writing type of like the writing was my type of show. It's so funny. And I, I loved just, the I love Donald it. Glover cameo playing. Oh, yeah. A young Placey, Tracy. Uh, yeah. Playing. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's exactly what you're talking it's about. It's so good. Yeah. It's so funny. Oh, he has like multiple cameos. Yeah. He has one where he's like a, a producer with a mic on and he mm-hmm. does that. That one's like hard to notice. But the one where he's dancing, it's pretty obvious. Yeah, there's one where he's dancing. Also, when Tracy goes back to his high school to give like the commencement speech, yeah. he's like, especially you, gay black guy in the audience, and it's Donald Glover. <laughs> it he's funny. like, who told? It's really funny. <laughs> that was a great throwaway joke, too. That show just has so many good throwaway jokes. It also has like my kind of jokes where it's like, oh, we don't need a cutaway for this. Oh, we're doing it anyway. Okay, good. Oh, I like yeah, that. exactly. And uh, it um, just has a special place. I in my love heart. Uh, Leo Spichemin. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of my favorite characters in the show, and I'm not like the hugest fan of him as an actor, so it's kind of impressive that yeah, he is. Yeah, he's because like, he's crazy. What do these but, technical terms mean? <laughs> I think my favorite thing is like when he talks about the things that he has. Like, oh yeah, it's just so funny. And for the live episodes, he's great. Those are really great. Good. Yeah, I love when they had Julia Louis Dreyfus pretending so to good. be. Liz, because they like, just when she tags do- her out and goes, "That's <laughs> yeah. enough," and she like leaves the scene. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's so good. Uh, yeah, I could go on forever, but uh, I-, I think you should watch Thirty Rock. If you haven't watched Thirty Rock, it's worth watching. And believe me, we didn't really spoil anything. It's it's no. it's just you learn it along the way. It's so, so great. <laughs> uh, my next topic, uh, just a quick Erica thought. Zane, I don't know if you guys know Zane, you know from One Direction. Yes. Um, but he had a hit pillow pillow talk a while back. Yeah, um, and he just came out with a new song. He it's, did. It's yeah. It's called Zane. Still got time, <laughs> featuring Party Next Door. Interesting. I gotta tell you, um, this is from EW. I read their uh, review and, and listened to it myself as well. Of course, it's like if Drake tried to make a generic, like beach hip hop, <laughs> pop song with with hooks. It's like one of Drake's new songs off his playlist, but like more generic. So is it 
not good? It's not good. Like oh. it's like it's an attempt. It's like he. Tr- it's like Zane tried to make oh, a banger, wait, wait, wait. like a yeah. summer pop banger, I and just failed. Call, I love that you call more life the playlist, not the album. It's well, he says it's a, it's a playlist. It's definitely a playlist. Yeah, he it's says it's a playlist. It's not cohesive one bit. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, and like, usually when rap, when like artists are like, oh, it's more of this or that, I'm like, okay, whatever. But in his case, literally, he made a playlist. It's just a bunch of songs. It's just a bunch of songs. There's no, like, there's no cohesiveness to that at all. It's not an album at all. So, personally. But, um, that's beside the fact. I just thought, I, I want to get Erica's opinion. Maybe I'll, I'll let you guys know next week when she reaches out. But, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. This one fell flat for me. And I actually thought Pillow Talk was okay. But this one just feels like he wasn't putting any of himself into it he was just like i want to make a hit yeah um and he stole party next door but like he's like yeah let me get that person who makes other hits let's just make a hit like come on who makes hits you know what i'm saying no i feel you i wasn't i like zane but i wasn't the biggest fan of his album that came out Mm -hmm. um i am excited for harry styles single that's coming out this friday shameless plug-in is he the one who did that song that's on there all the time on the top 40 who it's like uh no he hasn't come out with anything no? yet. okay yeah. oh is that the other member of one direction yeah niall who i love that is was he the one he's my is he he's the, one the who, irish like, has one. the guitar yeah song yeah he yeah. did it on james corden and i fell in love yeah and i was he's, shocked because i was that like, he can actually that, sing that he can write a song and sing <laughs> oh and, yeah they're all very talented it's just uh that's the weird thing i no. <laughs> Me. I mean, they because they're a boy they, band. They usually, boy bands aren't money. talented. Yeah, There's no, but like, one. usually, boy bands aren't talented musically, like in terms of mu- like musicianship. Shout is, out to JT. For sure. Yeah, I love shout out to who? JT, the original yeah, JT. Yeah. band. JT, literally though. Oh. So yeah, I I was a One Directioner, still kind of am. It's just <laughs> so hard <laughs> to admit it. Nah, I feel but, you. Yeah, but so. let, you listen to it then. You let me know what you think. I will. I will listen to it. I didn't know he had a song out. Well, we'll be back with that next week. Uh, that's going to wrap up Erica's thought, and that's going to wrap up Matt's thoughts as well and the podcast as a whole. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for Art Things Considered this week. My name is Matthew Slaza. I'm Sabrina Braga. And I'm Nico Williams. And we considered some serious art of many different forms this week. And don't worry, as we said before, Isabella will be back very soon. And the Transformer things might not actually be a thing. <laughs> Still Please have hope. Don't have nightmares. Please don't do anything drastic. Probably won't be 14 Transformers movies. We can protest. (laughs) Change.org. See you next week.